Is the bipartisan infrastructure bill strong enough to make it through Congress? Why do Republicans hate democracy? And Trump and friends have had a pretty interesting week. Hey girls and guys, I'm Brandy with an I, and this is Did You Hear the News? Okay, 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 okay. So, where are we? (laughs) Let's start with the infrastructure. So, it was last week where I mentioned that when the president was returning to the U.S. from his trip, he mentioned that he hadn't really had a chance to see the infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was being worked on, led by Kirsten Sinema, uh, that included Joe Manchin, Susan Collins, uh, Mitt Romney, all of those guys. So this week they were like, "Hey, I know we said it before, but we're gonna say it again. Like we got a deal, so come check it out." And Joe Biden was like, "Okay, cool. Y'all swing on by the White House and let's see what you got." So they did that. I think it was. Tuesday or Wednesday, they announced that they had reached a deal. President Biden came out. He was like, hey, yeah, like, I'm with it. You know, they came in. They talked a good game. You know, we still got some ways to go. Basically, they're calling it a framework, right? Because there's still some things they got to hash out. But basically, whatever they were putting out, he was picking it up. (laughs) <laughs> and everybody was like, yay. And they were giving Kirsten Cinema her props and she was loving it. And she was dressed like a tangerine and some bright orange, but whatever. She was celebrating it. The others were excited about it. And then, boom, the same day, <laughs> President Biden comes out in his own press conference. And he pretty much says, yeah, like, I, yeah, I'll accept their deal. They ain't no, that ain't nothing. Like, I'll accept their infrastructure deal, but let me be clear. Let it be known that I won't sign that bill unless there is also a another bill that goes through reconciliation that gets the rest of my stuff done. As you can imagine, the ish hit the fan and suddenly it was all, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I never heard of such. We've been had. And it's like, even I said on this podcast last week, if I'm not mistaken, that they mentioned doing the infrastructure bill with Republicans, bipartisan, but then also concurrently running a reconciliation bill through. Like, even I knew that. And I won't say I'm nobody, but I ain't top tier. So if I knew that, why didn't y'all know that? 
and why, Lindsey Graham, are you making it seem like the rug has totally been pulled out from under you? You've been bamboozled. You are perplexed. When this has been known, even Jen Psaki was like, but y'all knew that. <laughs> y'all knew that. Even his energy secretary got on TV and was like, yeah, they. everybody knew that. It's even been on the news. So Republicans are pretending now that they had no idea that uh, Joe Biden would even want to be doing a reconciliation bill. Uh, They just thought that they were going to water down the infrastructure bill. And then the American jobs and American family, all of that was just going to go away. And I'm like, how, how could you think that? Like, why would you think that President Biden would be okay with $1.2 trillion over eight years, if I'm not mistaken? And that's it. No health care for seniors. No money to school. Like, none of, you just thought he was, we're going to just do traditional infrastructure and nothing else. Okay. All right, if that's all y'all want to come on board for, then the Democrats will have to pass their other things along. Granted, that's what Joe Biden has to do because progressives ain't with this. Like, let's let's talk about what's in the infrastructure bill, right? And then you'll see where I'm coming from. So the infrastructure bill that they have agreed on is basically, once again, your basic run-in-the-mill infrastructure, roads, bridges, water, all of that stuff. They've included broadband because, you know, people out in the country, like where I'm from, they don't really have good internet. So they've included things like that. Electric, they want to put like at least like 500,000 charging stations, you know, all around the U.S. Things like that. Because that's what the Republicans were like, you know, we think that this is what infrastructure is. The rest of that stuff, no dice. So that's what's in their bill. And then they, the way they want to pay for it, once again, is still not completely been hashed out. We know Republicans don't want to raise taxes on anybody but poor people. And then we know that Joe Biden doesn't want to raise taxes on anybody making less than $400,000. So at this point, they're saying, why don't we scrounge up money from wherever we can (laughs) that's left over to pay for the bill? So they're trying to take the money from, like that's left over from the COVID plans from I think last March and December. They're trying to basically get the money from people who might have frauded unemployment all of that stuff so they're like okay what's left over we think we can get like a hundred billion over here apparently there's they believe there's like a really high number of people who were actually fraudulently getting unemployment and unemployment benefits so they they feel like they can scheme like a hundred million there or whatnot so they're just trying to piece together money (laughs) from all over the place because heaven forbid I mean, just forbid that we tax wealthy people. Now, I think if I'm not mistaken, I read that they were like okay with going after 
you know, those corporations and stuff that like did not pay taxes, but like not legally. So it appears they are on board with that. But so right now they're trying to pay for this bill with just pieces of money from everywhere. And let's not forget that a lot of the states, Republican states, actually ended those early unemployment benefits. So boom, like there's money there, sure, whoop-de-doo, whatnot. But it's like, taxing millionaires and billionaires, I'm sick of this. So anyways, once again, like I said, that's what's in the infrastructure bill. So it really is the bare bones. It is a framework. It is everything that one might traditionally view as infrastructure because the Republicans had just having just such a terrible time even imagining infrastructure to be anything else but what's left out once again it's that care for seniors it's expanding medicaid and and the age so that you know people would be eligible it's all the things that the president really wants to do to like actually help people it's like forget all that no like let's throw money at these roads and bridges it's probably still gonna be a mess and probably gonna be under construction for 10 years before we even get a simple part of the highway completed like let's throw money at that we we will throw money at that but we are not trying to help these other people like we are not trying to help the disabled we don't know what you thought this was you try to sneak it in as infrastructure but no dice so at this point it's like you already know Republicans aren't going to do anything that they feel like is not actual infrastructure. But you still got an agenda. Like, you still got goals. You still have things you want to do. Like, do you just give up on all the other things that would help people because you need to get 10 Republicans to sign on to just one bill? It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Like, they should know better. And so the reason that Joe Biden would obviously have to go through it this way anyways is because, once again, the margins in the House and the Senate are super small, right? Okay, so if you are going to put through an infrastructure bill that does not do any of the progressive, and I'm going to use that term lightly because I just feel like I don't even know why it's so progressive or so left to help people but whatever it's just it's just so radical but if you're going to leave out the progressive ideals and you know that in your house you have progressive reps in your senate you have progressive senators how do you get them to sign on to taking out all the progressive ideas and just leaving their bare bones like you have to do reconciliation and joe biden knows that right to get Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin in on reconciliation, he has to have bipartisanship. But at the same time, it's a give or take. So if you guys want bipartisanship, it's so important to you, Kirsten Cinema, that you have to have your bipartisan bill. Okay, cool. But don't try to play games when it comes time for the reconciliation bill. And that's what progressive Democrats were saying. They were like, okay, but here's the thing. Don't try to play us out when it's time to pass the other stuff because we'll we'll accept this now, but you can't leave us hanging. So that's why I believe 
the president is trying to do them in tandem. Once again, he's already said he will not sign the bill if there is not a reconciliation bill that's going to come through with it. Nancy Pelosi has already made it very clear like she don't have to put nothing on the floor. And she won't put it on the floor if it doesn't suit the other group. And that's what's so unfortunate for the Democratic Party. I don't want to say unfortunate, but like it's it's a challenge. It's because when other parties like, yeah, we're big tent, like no, Democrats are really big tent, right? They have to appease to so many different groups, right? Even when you have moderate Republicans and then I guess right-leaning Republicans, is they're never really that far apart, right? But when you have moderate Democrats, they might as well be tip tiptoeing and tap dancing over the line of Republican. I hate to say it, but that's just how they act. Joe Manchin already knows that in West Virginia, where he's the senator, like he has to be very, very moderate because it's a red leaning state. And he's probably the only Democrat that can be elected there. That's why he feels like he has so much power and he has so much pull because he already knows like West Virginia is not going for a super progressive Democrat. So it's just like when Democrats are moderate, they're like closer to that Republican line, which I find to be crazy. That's how I feel. That's how I personally interpret it from what I've seen. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema. So it's like, and to that point, Joe Manchin has even said, like, when he's been asked questions around Capitol Hill, it's like, oh, well, will you vote for a reconciliation bill? Oh, I'm not going to vote for, like, $6 trillion. Like, what's the point? That's just, that's not what I signed up for. It's like, uh, really, Joe? So, so, basically, what you're saying is the rest of the agenda can go to you know where. As long as you get a bipartisan bill that is watered down that Mitch McConnell is probably going to tell his caucus not to vote for anyway that Lindsey Graham is going to go and just I just can't believe I wasn't ready for that the President Biden has just tricked us for what these people do not really want to work with y'all they do not want to work with y'all and it's like no matter what Mitt Romney or Susan Collins, or Lisa Murkowski say, guess what they gonna do if Mitch McConnell says don't vote for it? They're not gonna vote for it anyway. So I'm just really sick. I'm I'm with the progressives on this, which is normally where I, I am, where I reside. It's, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Like if, let them know, which I guess he already did. If you want a bipartisan bill, this is what it takes. The Democrats are in the majority. Act like you're in the majority. Joe Manchin, get the frig with it. Like, I don't even understand. And it's not like it's not stuff that would help West Virginians. It's not like it's not stuff that would help Kirsten Cinema's constituents in Arizona. It's not like it's just... We're just throwing money up in the air and just seeing what falls down. Like It just will never make sense to me how these senators could not support bills that were actually help money. Like, it's not like, oh, well, I'm not going to support $6 trillion worth of spending 
for millionaires and corporations. Like, that's not what it is. It's money for people, for the betterment of people, for the uplifting of people. And you don't, y'all don't want to, y'all want to do that. But you want to play that bipartisan game. I ain't with it. I'm like my girl Lizzie Warren. Like, we don't got all day. I'm like my girl AOC. We don't got all day. Like, you know that Mitch McConnell likes to run out the clock. Y'all already know what's up. We don't got all day. And we spend most of our time curtailing to Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and, and whatever moderate Democrats allow them to be the scapegoats. Because we know that there are some who just don't want to say it out loud. They just let Joe and, and Kirsten run all of that up. Like, we know. So it's just, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. When they said they had a deal, I was like, that's cute, but let's see how long that lasts. And it did not last long. Same day, they were ready to pull out. And I was just like, you know, in this unpredictable government, some things are predictable. So that's where we are with infrastructure. (laughs) Let's talk about the For the People Act. Boy, oh boy, what drama around the For the People Act. I mean, it drama that it didn't even have to be. Just didn't have to be drama at all. Um, we knew weeks ago that Chuck Schumer was going to bring the For the People Act to the floor of Congress. We knew. Joe Manchin knew. And all he wanted to give us was, well, I don't approve of it. And that's what he does, right? He's so frustrating because he'll say, I don't approve of it as is. But then he don't give the things that he approves of. Like, if I'm going to say I don't like something and I know why, I'm going to tell you why. Sometimes you don't like stuff. You don't know why. You just ain't sure. But if I know why I don't like something, I'm going to say, okay, I don't like I don't like before the people act. I feel like it's too broad. Here are the parts of it I don't like. Or here are the parts of it I do like. And let's come together. But Joe mentioned don't do that until the very last minute. That's when he wants to say, oh, well, I can get with, you know, adding more early voting days. I can get with getting rid of dark money and having publicly funded elections. I can get with all these other core things. And at the same time, I would appreciate adding voter ID, but not the restrictive type. And then Democrats would be like, okay, okay, like, I see what you're cooking with. Like, we can work it out. But no, very last minute, he decided to say what he could do. And the Democrats was like, oh, well, yeah, we could, we could definitely do that too. Should have done it a long time ago. Right. They should have made it a plan a long time ago that they would have had all 50 senators behind instead of saying, boom, here's the, here's the bill. Joe Manchin taking until like two weeks before the bill is even going up for a vote to finally be like, oh, no, no, I'm not going to vote for it. To then have to go back and forth again to figure out what he likes, like, so anyway, so that's basically what happened with the Florida People Act. It was always very broad in the first place. It probably could have been tailored a little better, sure. But it also should have been discussed a lot sooner. 
Uh, I don't know. How, I don't want to tell them how to do their jobs, though, because they're the ones who are getting over a hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer money, and here I am just being me. But they should have did that a long time ago. We shouldn't be two weeks out with Joe Manchin saying I don't support the bill, and then we got to scramble to figure out how to make Joe Manchin support the bill. Like Joe Manchin is always saying a lot of things in the media. Pick up on it and then have a conversation with him. Anyways, so when Joe Manchin said he liked these parts of the bill, many people were like, we can deal with that. Stacey Abrams was like, I think that's good, as you know, the votings are. She was like, I think that that we could work with that. Bernie Sanders was like, that's something we can work with. Boom. Do you know how long it took this man, Joe Manchin, to decide he was going to vote for this bill? Ask me how long. It was like an hour or two before the bill hit the floor that he announced he was going to vote for it. This is the games that I'm saying. Like People ask me, Brandy, would you go into politics? No, because I, I can't play these games with people. Especially when it's got to do with the betterment of other people and has to do with other people's lives. I can't play these games with you. Joe mentioned, I can't play these games with you an hour or two before we're actually putting this on the floor. And let me be clear. The Florida People Act wasn't going up for a vote to become a bill. It was going up for a vote to determine if they were going to debate the bill before an actual vote for the bill. And guess what? You guessed it. Republicans filibustered the Florida People Act. It was a party line vote 50-50, which means that they could not move on to debate or discuss the bill because they needed 10 Republican senators to come on board and Joe Manchin play games until the very last minute when he said he was going to support it. I mean, we already knew Republicans weren't going to support it. That's not the point. But Joe mentioned, what's the point of you playing these games? Anyway, so a lot of people were like, oh, the, like that failed. That's it. That's the end. And I'm like, okay, cool. So the Florida People Act or whatever version of it that they adopted that Joe mentioned would support does not make it to a vote. What do we do? Well, Amy Klobuchar was like, I don't know what y'all thought, but I'm still here to work because I'm going to take this money that I get paid by taxpayers and I'm going to do what I need to do. And she decided that she was going to hone in on Georgia because Georgia is like epicenter of all of this, right? (laughs) It's the focus on Georgia and they're having to... I mean, just obviously be some kind of fraud there because we can't believe that the niggers came out and voted. That has basically snowballed this into this huge thing that it is, right? So let's look at Georgia, who was the first to pass their restrictive voting rights bills. Let's go there, hold some hearings, talk through it, and let's see what's popping. Not only that, Georgia Senators Raphael Warnett and John Ossoff with his fine self. Can his wife fight? We don't want to talk about it. They have come together and decided that they were going to basically make a bill to kind of like counter 
what's going on in Georgia as far as the voting rights. Then, on yesterday, y'all's Attorney General Merrick Garland came out and was like, oh, and by the way, the DOJ is going to be looking into Georgia. We're actually going to sue. We're going to sue because that's what we do. They have all these like criminal justice lawyers and stuff on the team, civil rights lawyers. They got Kristen Clark. They have Vanita Gupta. And I told y'all Vanita Gupta weren't going to be playing no games anyway. So they were like, we got, the, we got the people for the job. So we're suing because we looked at the laws and we realized that they violate the rights of black people. They violate civil rights and we not playing no games with y'all. So I didn't want to look at the failed vote as a failure. Uh, I think we have other ways and means. And by we, I mean Congress and the Department of Justice and us uh, have other ways of combating, you know, not actually making it a law. And as I said before, we as a people have got to make sure that we stay up on the rules And we educate ourselves and one another because that if we can't get something passed in Congress, if DOJ can't basically overturn these bills, we have to make sure we understand the ins and outs of the bill. Because a lot of times they play off of the fact that they know that some of us will be ignorant to what the new law says, right? And if you're in a state and you like, oh, well, normally if I go vote and I go to the wrong precinct and I do a provisional ballot, like I'm straight. But a lot of these states are like, you can't even do provisional ballots anymore. Like if you don't know that, you're going to be less likely to pay attention to what precinct you're going to to vote. If you know that you need to be serious about your precinct, you're going to pay attention. So all I'm saying is for us people at home who are not getting paid taxpayer money, for our salaries, we need to make sure that we are aware of the voting laws in our own states. I mean, once again, there were like hundreds of voting laws in like 43 states. Like that's how serious it is. That's how everyone's playing off of what they saw happen first in Georgia. And of course, the big lie that the election was stolen and the election was fraudulent, even those states like Florida, who also wanted to put their own voting laws in Texas who did the same thing but also both said that they had the most free fair and best run elections they've had in years but suddenly they're just putting out these restrictive voter laws like it don't make sense right so hopefully the Department of Justice can do what they need to do to counter those things I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on on that because I think it's so interesting to see of course uh Georgia Governor Greg Abbott came out and was like well they just don't even know that that's legally and morally wrong and I'm like I think now correct me if I I might be wrong but I think that Merrick Garland know what he's doing I think he do I I think he know what he's doing. I think that the lawyers working beside him also know what they're doing. So 
I'm gonna let them do what they do, but I'm gonna continue to do what I do by number one, keeping you informed and also making sure that I'm informed and that other people are informed because they're gonna keep playing these games. And we can't, we just can't keep letting them play these games with us. We can't. Like, I don't know about y'all, but they're gonna have to stop playing in my face. Speaking of not playing in faces, Kamala Harris said, VP Kamala Harris said, what y'all not gonna do? On this next trip, is play with me. <laughs> she took herself down to the border, and let me let me not make it seem like she was not met with opposition because she absolutely was. There were some people that were not excited about her being there. There was a sign that said K Mala, and it was Q U E Mala, <laughs> but it was like a play on her name, <laughs> and it shouldn't have been funny, but it was like I gotta find humor in the things these days, but. There were some people that were just not there for her being at the border. But whatever, she went because Republicans said she wasn't going. And everybody kept asking when she was going to go. And she was like, here, nigga, dang. Like, that's basically probably what she had to say when she went. But anyway, she went to the border. She did not go to the Rio Grande, which, of course, got some criticism as well. But she went to El Paso and she made a few stops there and she like walked through the process of what happens when you know immigrants and stuff come in and she let me tell you she was like I'm not going to make any kind of a splash with this one because I know that Brandy gave me a seven out of a ten last time so I'm gonna try to make it a nine out of ten this time and I guess I will say as far as gaffes go I will give her a nine out of ten because apparently she just didn't really say much she just kind of talked and listened and she was like, y'all not about to switch. Y'all not going to trip me up like I did last time, which I can come in. Say less, less could go wrong. But apparently she did meet with like some young girls who were like ages 6 to 19 or maybe it was 9 to 16. Either way, she met with some young girls and she said she felt very hopeful and that they felt very hopeful. And they asked her questions like, you know, how did you become the first woman vice president and stuff like that? And she probably had to be like, well, I had to go through like a lot of white men, but here I am. So um, because I didn't hear anything terrible from this trip, I'm going to give her a 9 out of 10 just for bringing it back from that last uh, international trip she took. It was kind of bad for her. So I'm going to, I'm going to allow her to make up her points there. What was like mad funny <laughs> was like, she said something like, well, we had always planned to come to the border. Cause I think people were saying stuff like, well, are you just going to the border because we talked all that junk or is it because the former president is supposed to come like in the next week or so? And she was like, well, we've always planned to go to the border. And I was like, Kamala, girl, Kamala, Kamala. Why couldn't you have said that when people were asking you on your last foreign trip, when you're going to the border, why couldn't you have said, it's my plan to go to the border However, right now I'm trying to get into the root causes of why the people are coming to our border. Why she didn't say that? Why am I not on the team getting paid? Why can I craft these statements better than have been crafted so far? Kamala girl, call me. Call me. One last thing before we get into the shenanigans of it all. Your girl Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker, announced for sure this week that she will 
absolutely be setting up a select committee for the 1-6 investigation. She was trying to give the Senate a minute to figure out if they were going to do that bipartisan commission. And she was like, y'all not moving fast enough for me. It's the slowness for me. It's the not even acting like it really happened for me. It's the whitewashing and pretending it was a normal tourist visit for me. So I'm just going to have to set up a select committee. Now, once again, she wants y'all to know that this is not instead of, it will be complimentary of, because she really still wants a bipartisan commission. And she she has to say that, right? Because no matter what happens, Republicans are going to be like, it's a Democratic witch hunt and they just want to hurt us and all that stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what's interesting is like, how could they hurt you if you didn't have anything to do with it? Like just being a Republican doesn't make you responsible for one six, right? Like we're not just looking at every single Republican and going like, you know, this is your fault. I mean, except for the fact that they continue to let the former president talk crazy and do everything he did for like the last five six years and they didn't really check him aside from that it's like i'm not looking at all republicans and saying like you are a direct reason that what happened on one six occurred i'm not saying that so why do republicans come off as like if they actually have an investigation into what happened on one six like they're guilty. That's how they act, right? They already act like they're guilty. I even saw reports saying one of the Republican senators was running around trying to get support from the other Republican senators for the 1-6 commission because he was like, if she does, like she goes it alone, we're screwed. And I'm like, for why? For why? Why y'all screwed? What y'all, what you mean? Nancy, Nancy, do the committee. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of all the run around. The people are tired. Do the, do the committee, girl. And make it more Democrats than Republicans because Democrats are the majority in the House. Make it mirror the House. I don't, don't give them concessions. The time for concessions is over. You gave all the concessions that they asked for for the bipartisan committee and it wasn't good enough and kevin mccarthy still said it was you know just skewed for the democrats even though you gave them the same amount of members as the democrats were giving you gave everything he asked time's up time's up like jojo said it's too little too late a little too wrong and i can't wait that's what your girl nancy said too so just do the committee make it like what seven democrats five republicans or whatnot call all the rules set it up nancy you're the person that can get this done we don't care if Merritt garland and all of them have something going on we don't care if there's already other investigations do you know how many investigations there were into benghazi if you listen to this podcast you should know because i've said it more than once there were numerous about seven or eight do you know how much money we put into benghazi do you know how many hours Hillary Clinton had to testify for Benghazi even after she was out of the role of Secretary of State, if I'm not mistaken. So who cares if there are already other commissions or if there are already other investigations? 
wrap them up in a bow and get it done, Nancy. Get it done. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think she would have to appoint like a top Democrat and then Kevin McCarthy would have to appoint a top Republican. Now, here's where that can get sticky because he can he can say, okay, John Katko, who's a moderate Republican who might have a little sense, or he can put somebody like Jim Jordan or somebody crazy up there who we already know is not trying to find any fault in the Republicans or the former president for what happened on one seat. So, once again, it's not uh it's not wrapped up in a neat bow but at the same time nancy call the shots call the shots on it we're sick we're sick of this like we're just really sick of it like somebody has to investigate it and somebody has to be able to subpoena people and somebody needs to subpoena kevin mccarthy so that he can talk about how the president told him that the people was more upset about the election than he was that's what they need to do the the time is over it's been Five, six months at this point. Get it done. Like, get it done. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. Like, the Republicans have two standards for everything. It's their standard for them, and then it's a standard for how everybody else does stuff, and I'm sick of it. When the Democrats are in the majority, they need to act like they're in the majority. I'm sick of it. The Republicans are still running the the House and the Senate. Well, not the House, because Nancy said y'all were never play in her face. But mostly the whole Congress, and it's annoying. Like, Nancy, do what you got to do. If they decide to do that 1-6 commission, it is what it is, but run it concurrent. I think Chuck Schumer says he is thinking about bringing it back to the floor. We'll see if anything changes. We'll see if Republicans decide that they want to get on board this time. Don't matter. Still do it, Nancy. Because Mitch McConnell asked specifically for republicans to vote against it for a personal favor and i want to know still why it's so personal to him that there is not a bipartisan commission to investigate one six like i want to know why it's so personal to mitch mcconnell addison mitchell mcconnell that they don't investigate what happened do it nancy do it don't wait on them don't wait on them men because they're going to drag their feet. Do what you got to do. I support you. It probably means nothing. But I support you. <laughs> I said that that would be before the shenanigans. But that was shenanigans. So my apologies. Anyways. Let's talk about. Our former president. And his friends. Trump and friends. Our former president. Was informed like the rest of us publicly that his organization could face charges as soon as next week that's right the trump organization can face charges sooner than later if y'all don't know the manhattan district attorney Cy vance is actually not running for district attorney uh for the next term so I think he's like, I got to get this stuff out. Like, we've been dragging our feet on this. We've been spinning our wheels because, you know, the former president was the president. And they were like, we can't jail him. And it was like, well, why? Um, So they're like, we, we, we're not playing these games anymore. Everybody's like, we're sick of the games. We're just going to keep it moving. And Cy Vance and Letitia James are 
no different. So at this point, they're like, we're going to bring these charges. Now, it's not clear who exactly is going to be charged, who's going to face charges, who's going to be indicted. Like, it's not clear. At this point, it might not even be the former president or like any of his children. But just think about this, right? If the Trump organization is going to be charged and that's going to somehow come down on the CFO, Alan Weisselberg, whose daughter-in-law has been meeting with prosecutors. <laughs> I don't know if you recall, but I know I mentioned on here. His daughter-in-law was the one who brought out all the receipts and the records and the laptops on the hotel dolly and was like, boo-boo, it was taking up space in my place anyway. You can have it. And so she had already said on the news that she'd be more than happy to talk to prosecutors. And apparently she has been doing just that. So they are going to bring charges. Now, I think what they're looking into once again is the fact that the Trump organization was paying off like bonuses and stuff, but like not with money, right? So they weren't technically paying taxes on it like if you got a bonus you might get a car or you might get an apartment that was a company owned or you might get tuition for your grandchildren to go to whatever ritzy private school that they go to so of course that's not necessarily being you know submitted as income or whatnot so it's not being taxed and I mean, I don't have to tell y'all. I'm pretty sure that y'all know that that's like not necessarily legal. So that was part of what they were looking into. Now, don't forget the fact that they're also still looking into whether or not um, the former president was inflating and deflating his assets at times that would benefit him. So it's just a lot going on. So as soon as, like I said, next week, they could be facing charges, what I think is interesting is that Alan Weisselberg might be like, hey, I'm not trying to go to jail. What information do you need from me? And then that can lead to further investigation. That can lead to further charges or indictments. I don't know. I think it all just remains to be seen. At this point, I think that don't call me until the former president is in jail. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, like, I am not super moved by all of these theatrics. Like, I mean, other than the fact I think they're funny. But don't call me until that man is in jail, like, behind bars at this point. Because it, this man has been doing what he does for years and years and years. Like, if he's not going to jail, I don't want to hear about it. And, of course, he's upset. Like, he's very angry at what's going on he just feels like once again it's a witch hunt it's an attack the democrats are attacking him i think even the lawyers for the organization were like they never even bring these kind of charges they're only doing this because he's trump and then i'm just like i mean well maybe so but if it's illegal it's illegal so there's got to be a first at this point and i'm just glad it's not somebody black i don't know anyways so that's what's going on with the former president. It was also reported this week, which I thought was hilarious, by CNN, which, you know, once again, they do those. And it's not just CNN. It's a lot of these news outlets where they do sources close or 
many numerous sources say and i'm just like if you don't want to be on the record don't be talking because i'm the american public don't want to hear sources say that could be anybody child that could be the maid at the building that they live in we don't want to hear about who we want to know who the sources are but anyways some sources basically told cnn that ivanka and jared are trying to distance themselves from the former president and I was just like, you know what? How, Slay? How? How are you trying to distance yourself from him when you are headed up north to New Jersey to stay in your little apartment that is literally walking distance from his? That's not distance. If I'm trying to distance myself from somebody, I'm cutting contact. I'm ghosting. I'm not about to be at the same place as you that close knowing that you can just pop up and knock on my door that's that's not distancing to me but whatever i guess basically what they're trying to get at is that jared and ivanka are trying to separate themselves from the business and the the all the background stuff that they probably did that was illegal and i'm just like it's too late boo boo like y'all made hundreds of millions of dollars hundreds of millions of dollars like wow he was president while he was in the white house while they were in those white house roles how many people you know making hundreds of million dollars one day in a white house role so don't don't try to distance yourself now like now that you've hit your grift and then it might all be coming down for days don't try to distance yourself now stand in it Stand in it. That's all I'd be asking of y'all. But anyway, so that's what's going on with the former president. Somebody somebody said that do you think Melania will wait for him if he goes to jail? And somebody else was like, I don't even think she's waiting for him now. <laughs> Melania said, as long as I can go to the spa, I don't really care about what y'all talking about. As long as I can go to the spa. If you want to find me, I'll be at the spa. That's where I'll be being best <laughs> so i don't know i don't like to wish bad on people but honestly i i could not care less if that whole family just falls apart like if as terrible as they were i just i could not care and then there's a book that came out from somebody like i think it was a new york times reporter who and i want to say this and i want y'all to take offense why do y'all save stuff until you can put it in a book to make money off of it. It might be it might have been helpful to know Bob Woodward that the president knew how serious coronavirus was uh before thousands of people died. It might have been helpful to know young man who wrote this book who I don't know his name that the president was literally talking about shooting protesters in the head. Like I mean it's it's not like he got reelected anyway, but it, it might have been nice to know that information. To reiterate what we already know. But apparently <laughs> during the George Floyd protest. And this is something I just learned. The president had basically had his people draft up. Kind of like this order that the military would come. And like, active duty, duty military would be in the streets patrolling during like the summer when black lives matter and all those people were protesting 
And he like quite literally thought that was a good idea. To which General Milley, who basically put Matt Gates in his place this week, if you haven't seen it, check it out because it was great, was the one who was there like, no, let's not. And also say we didn't. And I just found that crazy because I was like, y'all's president is wild. And then he basically came out and was like, no, I never told anybody to do that. Like, if I wanted that to be done, it would have been done when they, like, legit wrote it up just in case. But because he got pushed back, he never did it. That man was terrible. So I don't care if the whole family falls apart. Honestly, truly. I don't care if he has to go to jail for the rest of his life. I don't care what happens to them. I don't care if they lose all their money and all their things. I don't care because he did not care when people were dying. He did not care when there were we were at like what 500,000 deaths and he was just trying to be elected president so he would could, could continue to grift off of people and not go to jail. Like he didn't care about people. Why do I care about what happens to him? And that's just how I feel about it and I'm not going to apologize for that. Moving on to the and friends portion of this segment. (sighs) Quote, unquote, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. It's the fall that I don't know if anybody was expecting. Besides those of you who are in New York and remember the time that he basically led a group to you know, kind of like ride against the fact that there was a black mayor. Anyways, look that information up if you've never heard about that. Anyways, the New York Law Association or whatever they're called has decided to suspend Rudy Giuliani's law license, which, I mean, finally, <laughs> once again, too little too late like now the man is sitting down because all the investigations he's under and all the lawsuits against him but you could have tried doing that like when he was out lying lying like lying lying in courts of law but anyways once again i guess better late than never so they have suspended his law license it is temporary he can appeal it But if he does, he runs the risk of permanently being disbarred. So I think he has like a year or something like that. Or like they, so basically what they did was they suspended it without a hearing. So he does, he will have a hearing at some point. I don't know when. And then I think at that point, they'll make the final decision. He could just like get a written warning or he can be disbarred. But like if he appeals and takes that process through, that could expedite it. And they could be like, okay, well, we just going to disbar you because here it is. But they they basically said this man was blatantly lying in a way that was just even we as lawyers cannot get behind. And we can't support that. And... I thought that was kind of hilarious. And then they have like, basically were like, listen, the things that you said in regards to the 2020 election, we just can't even stand behind. And if you, if you guys recall, Rudy Giuliani was out in these streets and in his press conferences, hollering fraud. I mean, hollering, screaming, 
shouting, screeching fraud. But when he would go into these courts, he'd be like, no, 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 no. We're not talking about fraud. We're not talking, we're not talking about fraud. And then at one instance, I think he did say, we're talking about fraud. And the other lawyer was like, no, no, we're not. We're not. We're not specifically talking about fraud. So like imagine you go out in person saying one thing, but in the courts where you know it's of legal standing, you, you're not arguing fraud. That's how you know you lying. Rudy knew he was lying. They knew that he knew he was lying. So at that point they were like, you know what? We... Even we have to protect ourselves from this because this is shenanigans. Honestly, I'm waiting on them to say the same thing for a certain Sydney Powell, Mrs. Kraken. I'm waiting on them to say the same thing for a certain Lynn Woods who was just yelling crazy in Georgia about election fraud. Like, take take all their licenses. These people do not be need to be in nobody's court of law arguing nothing. Again, after Rudy Giuliani had that hair dye running down his face, I was like, you need to take a beat. You have got to take a beat. After he was at a press conference or he was at, no, these were legal proceedings where he had that lady up there with them glasses on and she sounded like she had just came out from a wild night of drinking endless white claws. He should have took a beat. He should have took a beat, but he didn't. And now this is where he is, and this is what he looked like. And then his son, Andrew, who has been compared to Syndrome and Gary Boosie. Uh, Syndrome from uh, The Incredibles. I think y'all know who I'm talking about. Anyways, he's been compared to a cross between them, and I could no longer not see it. But he gets up, and he's yelling mad, and the camera angle's terrible. You can barely see anything, but the top of his face is a lot of headspace in the shot. I just am like, listen, sometimes you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. And Rudy should just really just sit there and eat his food at this point because he's not the Rudy that the people remember him to be. He just ain't. And, you know, it's just like all of that. You gave up all of that, all the respect that you might have from the people in New York and maybe the rest of the country for one man one silly man who if it gets too hot will definitely pretend like he doesn't know you so (laughs) anyways that's not the end of that saga actually on the same day that he was basically his law license was suspended there was a court hearing for the lawsuit that Dominion has filed against him, Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, who is like so interestingly just embroiled and wrapped up in these crazy like election conspiracies that I'm just like, you are a millionaire off of pillows. Like, just go. Just go. But I guess he can't do that. So anyways, there was a court hearing for that this week. And Dominion was basically like, Your Honor, all I'm saying is we was minding our business, doing business like we do. And they were lying on us. 
And because of that, we have lost money. We'll probably continue to lose money. We have been super damaged. And they had the nerve to be like, no, like, that's not true. We, the information we had was in courts and we believed it to be true. So like, we can definitely say whatever, but I'm like, but you're not talking about the fact that you was out here saying that this man and this company had connections to Hugo Chavez and Venezuela and you know, people were changing votes and the the machines were re all of that stuff that you were saying that once again, you clearly could not clearly had no kind of proof, no kind of anything to support what you were saying. Get, get the money, get the money from them. I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so sick sick of it all i'm sick of all y'all crazy people just doing the most and just thinking that you just don't no consequences like i did the most but it doesn't matter because i really believed in what i was doing i was passionate about it like no you don't get to just be off the hook because you were super passionate about the most that you did when you was wrong like i just i went to the capital and i know i cut the food but i just really believed I just really, really believe that, you know, something had been stolen from me. Okay, but you still got to go to jail. You still got to go to jail or you got to do your time or you got to do whatever because you don't get to act how you want to act. And just, we just dismiss it. Sidney Powell got up there lying, talking about a cracking in Georgia and we ain't seen one yet. Also, they can get notoriety from this crazy man who was in the presidency who had had lost this man had lost he's a loser he lost he lost the election and y'all still cutting the fool for his notoriety are you for real for him for him and his bronzer is too orange for him <sighs> y'all are really killing me speaking of uh <laughs> the capital insurrectionists the first person to actually plead guilty was charged this week and wow the judge was like also sick of it she said i'm sick of y'all i'm sick of this i'm sick of republicans pretending like this wasn't as bad as it was i've seen the videos this was a hot mess express i'm glad you made it easy on me by pleading guilty because WTF did you think this was she didn't say that but that's probably what she was thinking but these people are going like to real jail I think we're upwards in like the 600s of people that are being like charged so like this is like real stuff these people are really going to jail it's just it's just crazy and then the first person that pled guilty to conspiracy that actually happened this week as well um some guy who's a member of the Oath Keepers, he has pled guilty to conspiracy, which are more serious charges. That means that you set up a plan, you conspired to go to Washington and show your tale, and you did that. So we'll see how that comes in the coming months. But these people are really starting to be like sentenced and are like starting to face their charges.
And you got Sidney Powell and Lynn Woods and Mike Lindell and all these other people in courts of law talking about something. No, like I had, I I had the proof that they was, you know, the machines was coming in from another country. And they would say, like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I'm just, I've been sick of y'all all week, if we being honest. Like, that's why I, I'm probably just venting at this point. I've been sick of y'all all week. Because what are you even talking about? Anyways, so that's what's going on <laughs> with politics today. Thank y'all for joining me for another episode of Did You Hear the News? Um, I, I promise I'll try to be more on the reels with the next episode but that really made me sick this week y'all and i'm sorry i'm really sorry but that really made me sick but anyways you know what i'm gonna say at the end of this episode call text email write your representatives and let them know how you feel about issues let them know about how you feel about justice and policing act which is also being basically filibustered by republicans because of qualified immunity because they don't want police officers to face lawsuits which whatever anyways law and order party unless you know it's an insurrection so continue to contact your congressmen and your representatives and all of that come back next week where i'll probably still be talking more junk you can find me on Facebook at D-I-D-J-A, Hear the News. You can also find me on Instagram and YouTube. I also want to send my thoughts and prayers to all the people that were affected by the building collapse here in Surfside, Florida, which is, I think, just north of Miami Beach. Um, a lot has been happening there so if you can in any way um donate i don't know uh exactly what they're doing right now but i know there are some people who you know of course are being displaced because they had to evacuate that building and the surrounding area so if you come across anything you can donate you can uh help people out please be sure to do that thank y'all bye